everybody, and welcome to an episode of Coach's Corner. In this episode, I'm going to answer two questions. First from Frank about his major expectation hangover regarding his career. And the second is from Deborah, who found herself having an unexpected connection with a younger man. Before I dive into these questions, I want to make sure that you know about the free video training series that's all about building a business and life you love from Marie Forleo that I've been talking about. I interviewed Marie last week on Coach's Corner. If you didn't hear that, go back and listen. It was an awesome interview. She dropped so much wisdom about how to overcome fear, how to know if your business is a viable idea. And how to really shift your relationship to marketing and sales. So again, go back and listen. I'll put the links to that episode and to the B-School free training in the show notes. If you're listening to this after February 22nd, that means the cart for B-School is open and you can read about all the free bonuses I'm offering. I'm a partner for B-School. So if you enroll through my link, you're going to get some really amazing bonuses, which include coaching from me, guided meditations, and an opportunity to come to San Diego and have a free masterminding day with me and a bunch more. So be sure to check that out. I can't even tell you, like I, this week, my um, sister and brother-in-law and my three nephews have come out to San Diego to visit me. And it's been so amazing because I've worked my schedule out so that on two of the days, I'm only working two hours a day. And then the rest of the time they're here, I'm just taking the time off. And that's the freedom that I've built for myself as an entrepreneur. And it's through using tools and techniques that I learned through programs like B-School, which is why I'm such a proud partner, that have given me this freedom. And I want the same for you. It is possible, but we can't just figure it out all on our own. And that's why I highly encourage you, check out the free training videos, look into B-School, take a huge action step toward building the business that you want so you can have the freedom and the fulfillment and the finances that you desire. So this is a great lead-in to my first question from Frank. And Frank wrote in, Christine, I got fired the other day, which I realize is part of life, but it's actually the first time I've ever been fired. I'm 34 and still living with my parents. I was in LA for nearly four years pursuing a career as a set designer, and the entire time I was out there, I made little gains. Since moving back home, I've pursued life down similar paths, working in various shops, building set pieces for events, or occasionally throwing my hands in the air, and giving up that freelance way of life to get a more stable job. No matter what I've tried or where I've gone, nothing works out. It's enough to make me feel like I'm a defective person. I've always believed, and if you listen to anyone who's ever achieved anything great, they will say, all you have to do is work hard, never give up. I've employed that philosophy and followed it. It's enabled me to push through every setback and a lot of really gnarly stuff. But the stuff and setbacks keep coming. I look around and see people who are doing less and having an easier time of it. What I really love doing is carpentry and building things. This past November, I hit Pater and got a job doing that. I thought I was doing well, but got let go because he told me the shop was slow, I wasn't the right fit, and my skills weren't up to par. I've worked in a ton of places, and I've never been let go for a substandard work. I can accept if that's the case, but meanwhile, I've tried my best and worked hard, and once again, I'm nothing to show for it. It has to be me. It has to be some kind of character flaw or bad habit or something. I have an ability to be very self-aware, but I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. People keep telling me to be thankful for things like I can stay with my parents, but I don't want to live with my parents. Plus, I have a mountain of college debt and spending in my 20s. But I know I'm intelligent. I'm talented and I work hard. 
The constant letdowns over the course of the years have taken its toll on my confidence and my self-esteem and my psyche. I need to change things for the better in a way that will stick and allow me to feel independent as an adult. Any help is appreciated. Love, Frank. Okay, Frank, such a great question. Thank you so much for sharing. You're definitely not alone in that one. I agree with the people that have been giving you advice to be grateful for all of the things that you do have. The tricky thing with that advice is sometimes it leads to a little bit of resignation. Like, oh, I should just be grateful for what I have and just like settle. (laughs) So be grateful, generate such that feeling of gratitude But keep your chutzpah, you know, keep that desire to have more, to do more, to live on your own, to be prosperous. I can totally respect, as a 34-year-old man, you do not want to be living at home. So yes, be grateful, but let yourself feel that burning fire that you're feeling of longing for something more. But what you need to delete is the inner critic. Last weekend, I spoke at my friend Aubrey Marcus's Go For Your Win event, and I sat down at a couple of the round tables, and there were a lot of men there, and I sat down at a table of, of five guys, and they were all talking about their incessant inner critic and not feeling good enough. And, you know, their advice to each other was just like, push through, like, change your mindset, keep going. And that's great, and that's very masculine advice. We need to bring a little bit of the feminine into it as well. We need to be that encouraging, loving parent. We need to be compassionate with yourself. So Frank, my encouragement to you is to find a way to inspire yourself, to pull yourself forward without being hard on yourself. Look at everything that you judge as a failure or mistake or shortcomings, write it all down and look at what you've learned from each of those situations. Successful people don't just, you know, follow the rules and put one foot in front of the other. They learn from their mistakes and failures. They see every quote unquote failure as a learning opportunity. So look at what you've learned. And I highly encourage you to look at any limiting beliefs that are still in your consciousness that are setting you up for more failure instead of success. Even the limiting belief that like something must be wrong with you, you're a defective person. There is no one size fits all approach to building our career. So maybe all these setbacks have been exactly what you needed to get clarity about what you truly want to do. So make a learning list of that. The other thing I'm going to encourage you to do is I want you to check out some kind of martial arts practice. You need to start doing something that makes you feel strong, that makes you feel powerful, that makes you feel centered, and has a high degree of discipline, of discipline without self-beat. Because that's what you're going to need to drive your business forward, and I'll get to that in a moment. You need that kind of commitment to discipline and practice and moving forward and learning and growing and getting your butt kicked every now and then, which martial arts will teach you, but getting back on the mat and continuing to show up because you're committed to a vision. Be a student, get the learnings, combine that with the gratitude, reframe your limiting beliefs, engage in some kind of martial art practice, some kind of discipline, and then, Frank, take matters into your own hands. It's time to be an entrepreneur. You mentioned you love carpentry and building things. Now, I realize your time in LA when you tried to just freelance didn't go so well, but you were younger. You know more now. Maybe find someone that you can shadow, someone who has their own business as a carpenter or as a contractor. Maybe there's new skills you need to learn. Maybe it's time to be an apprentice, but I just want to tell you, you can do this. 
if you're really, really good at carpentry, you can build a referral-based business. So think of anyone you know in your life, friends of yours, parents, friends, whatever it may be, and say, hey, I'm really starting to build my resume. Do you have anything that needs to be built? Do you have anything that needs to be fixed? I don't know exactly what your skill sets are, but start offering them to people so you get some testimonials about it. In today's world, there are so many opportunities to do freelance work. I know there's even an app out there where you can request like Handyman or jobs like that, and you may want to research some of those and submit yourself for them. It's time to get creative. Maybe these constant letdowns from other people hiring you are feedback from the universe that you want to work from yourself. You can do it, Frank. I believe in you. It's time to believe in yourself. Before we dive into my next question, since I'm on an entrepreneurial role, I want to remind you of a super cool offer to my listeners. This is a 30-day unrestricted trial from FreshBooks, which is a ridiculously easy online accounting software that's completely transformed how freelancers, like you, Frank, and small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. It's a fantastic way to be more productive, organized, and most important, get paid quickly. I love so many of its features like being able to create and send professional invoices, setting up online payments with just a couple of clicks, seeing when your client has seen your invoice so you can put an end to guessing games. And for everyone listening, getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple, even if you're not a numbers person, actually, especially if you're not a numbers person. And remember... And like I said, take advantage of this, everybody. Write this down. It'll be in the show notes as well. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. Okay, my next question is from Deborah. Hi, Christine. I'm in my early 50s, divorced and don't have a partner. About a year and a half ago, I started to develop a friendship with a 33-year-old colleague who lives in another city and comes to town almost weekly for work. It started out innocently enough, dinner out a few times a month to break up his monotony and mine, and I realized about a year into this friendship that my feelings for him had evolved and I was falling in love with him. Everything came to a head about four months ago when over dinner he blurted out that he loved me. This is where I add that he lives with his girlfriend and has been with her for quite a few years. The situation has been very difficult. We've seen each other many times to talk about our feelings. The relationship remained platonic, except for a few months ago, there was a time where we hugged, he held my hands, and we kissed. Nothing has happened since, as it made us feel badly. He went to visit his family over the holidays and decided that he wants to make his relationship with his girlfriend work. He also said that he's working on getting his feelings for me back in line with what they should be. As much as this hurts, I really don't want him out of my life because his friendship is very precious to me, and he says he feels the same way. What do you think, Christine? What are the chances that he and I can make this friendship work? Am I being unfair to myself? How can I protect myself from undue pain? Well, thank you so much for your vulnerability and for this question, Deborah. And as I was reflecting on how to answer you, (laughs) I really thought about how different my answer would have been, you know, 10 years ago. I think that before I started on this journey, before I have seen as much as I've seen and coached and counseled so many people, 
I was a little more judgmental and rigid when it came to rules of relationships. I probably would have said, he's younger, he has a girlfriend, you should have stayed away from the beginning, strong boundaries. But the heart wants what the heart wants. And sometimes someone comes into our life that we feel this strong connection with. Maybe it's karma or maybe more likely it's that they have something incredibly valuable to teach us. And when we feel a strong connection with someone, Deborah, when there's something that they're there to teach us or show us or ignite within us, it's hard not to fall in love with them. And and when we feel that feeling of feeling in love, like we want it to be romantic, we want it to be a relationship. And I just want to tell you a quick personal story. I was set up years ago with someone and we had such a strong connection, but kind of his relationship goals and values were different than mine. And I knew if I pursued the romantic connection, even though there was a little, just a little, kind of like the same sort of physical interaction that you've had, even though there was a little of that, like I knew in my heart that if I was attached to having it be a romantic relationship, I'd get hurt and I'd miss out on a possible soul connection with this person. And so I backed off from being attached to it being a romantic relationship. And I learned how to love him without being attached to needing him as a romantic partner. Now, I will say that I took a little break, like I pulled away for a little bit, you know, after we first connected and I felt that intensity and I felt that attraction. And I really looked at what he was teaching me, what he was showing me. And I processed the pain of feeling like, oh, this isn't going to be a romantic thing. And I encourage you to do that too, Deborah process the pain. You're going to have to grieve this a little bit. Your heart was invested and you know, you released all that oxytocin. So let yourself grieve that. Let yourself feel tender about that. And then see if you can set the intention to love him without the attachment of romantic relationship. And you have to be honest with yourself about whether or not you could do that. I had to be super honest with myself about whether or not I could do that. And the best way I set myself up for success with that was like I said, process my pain, and I gave myself a little hiatus from interaction with him so I could get really clear. So that's the second thing I'm going to encourage you. So the first was process your pain. The second, see if you can have a little bit of distance. I know that you work with him, but maybe just say, hey, let's say his name is Jeff. Hey, Jeff, I just need no contact outside of work for six weeks, and then let's check in. Or even a month where you're not texting, you're not talking to him, you're not hanging out with him, just to give yourself some time and space to really heal. And then maybe after that, you can come back to the friendship. In that time that you're healing and processing your pain, really look at what did you learn from him? What is he igniting inside of you? Because so many times someone comes into our life to ignite something inside of us. Maybe since you've been feeling, since you were, maybe since your divorce, you haven't been feeling sexy. You haven't been feeling confident. You haven't been feeling young. And maybe he came in your life to ignite all of that up. So that you can date and you can have another relationship if you want to. What a blessing that is. Don't be attached to needing it to be him for you to feel that. Which brings me to my fourth tip. I think it was the fourth. Date. Put yourself out there. You're only in your early 50s. There's so many available men out there. Get an online profile up. Maybe get a dating coach. If this guy is kind of giving you your mojo back, leverage that, girl, and get out in the dating world. Again, I understand this was hard. 
And I understand that you think it's him, but it's not really about him. So yes, you can make the friendship work down the road. I'm three years into an incredible friendship with the man I was talking about, and I'm so, so, so grateful that I have it. And I'm basically giving you the same advice that worked for me. You're not being unfair to yourself unless you think that you've been rejected, unless you think this was your only shot, unless you think you're losing something because you don't have him. You're only being unfair to yourself by the way you treat yourself through this. See it as a gift. And really like how awesome that this, you know, hot 33-year-old was in love with you too. But even if your connection is super strong, even if he's more connected to you than his girlfriend, he might just be too scared because you don't fit the quote-unquote form that he's looking for. So respect that. And how you protect yourself from undue pain, process your current pain, give yourself boundaries, look at what you learned from him, what the gift is from him, and use all that mojo and all that juiciness to get out there and get your groove on and date. All right, Deborah, I hope that helps. So if you have a question you want me to answer on Coach's Corner, email assist at christinehassler.com. Also, everybody, be sure to check out my inner circle. That's my membership community, christinehassler.com slash inner circle. And enrollment for my Bali retreat has opened. Information on that at christinehassler.com or email jill at christinehassler.com if you want to apply. It's the second year I've done the retreat in Bali. First year was off the hook. I'm obsessed with Bali. It's been my healing place. It's magical. If you feel any desire to come, listen to your heart about that. You won't regret it. Sending you all so much love. Until next time. <music>